0: Cool 97 Radio.
1: Singles live on the Nation School Est, Cool 97 FM. If you're joining us on the World Wide Web, thank you ever so much. For those persons who are at home listening on the good old radio, thank you so much for keeping Cool 97 FM in your ear. We are now moving into the talk segment of Singles Live on the Nation School Est. And tonight we're looking at. Uh, well, let's call it 10 tips for parenting pre adolescents and adolescent children. And I have with me tonight our very special guest, Marva Furlong Laver. Marva, are you there? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I am truly blessed. And I am truly blessed to be speaking with you. The last time we had a conversation like this on air, it was in January. And yes, and I look back at it. It it seems like such a long time, but it was just a couple months ago. And time is surely flying. I did not want this month to pass, though, without um, meeting up with you to have this conversation. Because the month of May, we celebrate um, teachers, we celebrate nurses, we celebrate children, we celebrate mothers. And I want to focus um, on, um, you know, our parenting skills. And so I reached out to, 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 to Marva and uh, she came up with 10 10 it could have been more yeah. but we we kept it at 10 so okay. tonight we're going to be looking at 10 tips for parenting pre adolescents and adolescent children marvel you ready yes yeah. yes i am okay so let's start the conversation what would you like to start with
2: i think one of the things you have to start think about is that like, What do we expect from our children or what kind of children are we looking to raise? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: What is your goal, your focus? And so I'm for me, I always think that you need to have young people who are thinkers who can think for themselves. So when you think of that context, it's important that we understand, like, the stages of development
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And one of the things is that when a child becomes an adolescent and they're trying to like establish their identity, who they are, they then are going to question you and challenge you. Mm-hmm. That is normal. Also, their friends become more important than you. Mm-hmm. And friends have more influence on their lives than they do. Mm -hmm. That you do. Mm -hmm. So it is very important. Also, one of the things I would like us to remember, and for some of us, like for me, it's a further down in my memory, for some it's more recent, how you were when you were an adolescent coming into your own. So always remember that. Keep that in your memory when interacting. Okay? So the first thing is that, I always remember growing up and thinking that how when people you're hitting a child and say don't hit but you're hitting them, right? What are the message you're telling them? But so never hit a young person. Physical punishment only make the defined behavior much worse. And mm-hmm. it can damage self esteem. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So try being kind, patient hmm. And you can still have firm discipline but still gentle <clears throat> because it's about setting those boundaries and those from ahead of time. So the young person knows that, okay, if I do X, Y, Z, this is the consequence. Once you have that clear, you'll be surprised also when you include them in establishing what the consequences are. Because they sometimes are more, they can be harsher in establishing what consequences they should get for their behavior. And, you know, one of the things we like to do, I think, as universal parents, is threaten
0: mm-hmm. and
2: issuing an orders. That, I always think, like, okay, mo- two of my children work in middle school, so they have day to day contact with adolescents and pre-adolescents that make decisions, poor decisions. So for them, remember when, if you're getting into a power struggle in their mind, they have nothing to lose Hmm. and then you become frustrated. So that's where then you start like issuing the order and then it becomes punishment and then we stack the punishment. And what do you, what do you think happens? You may interrupt the behavior. But what lessons have, have the ch- child learned? Nothing much. So that's why I said, you know, I used to tell people, I remember as a child, I would rather, sometimes I'm like, you know what, I, if they hit me, it's going to be over and done with. But if my mom like to talk to me, then that sometimes would like be, 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 be reverberate in my head more. Yeah, because... So I, I always say, you know, the hitting no. Just set your boundaries, I have clear rules and limits. With reasonable consequence now, don't stack them. I was one who used to stack, and I had to learn not to stack the punishment.
1: Yeah, That is so true, because um, physical punishment is so easy. Um, yes. It is so easy for a lot of us. So you box, kick, thump, whatever kind of physical punishment, because by the time the, 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 the child gets around to... Um, pre-adolescent and adolescent, um, the physical punishment becomes harsher. It becomes Mm -hmm. harsher. And so, therefore, it is so easy for you to box down a a, a, a child that you think is going um, wayward or not listening to you than opposed to sit down and have have a conversation because something that you alluded to earlier um, in terms of how the, the parent may have been been brought up and what the parent saw or what the parent experienced. Um, my mother and father used to beat me. If me did even walk out of the street, and did come for me and rough me up and tell me so I must go at the yard. And if me look upon them in a certain way, them just push me down and that kind of thing. And so we grow up thinking that that is the only way to deal with adolescent and pre-adolescent children and so therefore we just say we are gonna, we are going if you do this this is what we are gonna do. we are gonna beat you and you we never had that conversation some children are being hit um, and don't even sometimes they don't even know why just because yeah. the parents is upset. So having a conversation um, with your adolescents and your pre-adolescence is very important. And it goes back, um, Mara, to our inability to communicate with words. And, 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 and so we use our fist or whatever instrument that we can find to harm our children. And the cycle, that cycle of abuse is is, is is ongoing you mentioned being kind and patient huh. patient that word <laughs> how do we let me ask for the parents how do we establish patience when it comes to we're not talking about babies now you know we're talking about adolescents trying to develop their autonomy want to do their own thing how do you develop patience during that? Development, would you call it the stage of crisis and turmoil? How do you as a patient, as a parent, develop patience then?
2: I think it goes back to the conversations that you have. And you know what? It starts from before that, it's a building process. And yes, one thing I tell people never react to your child or adolescent in wrath. Always, my mom used to have a way, she used to tell me, kiss your words before you're talking. And that is so important. When we hesitate or when we stop before we react, then, it's a, then that's when you start to cultivate that patience. That, you know what? I am an, I'm an adult here in this relationship. I have established this relationship. And as such, I have to be the adult. I have to start modeling Mm -hmm. for my child, how, the behavior I want to see. Mm -hmm. You know, this do as I say and not as I do, Mm -hmm. that's one of the cardinal things that we have to stop. And, you know, you mentioned when we talk about the trauma, there's an intergenerational trauma that perpetuates. And because we were socialized in certain ways, like, you know, like I knew, I grew up in an household where my mom would announce how many times for the day she was going to hit me. And it became like this ongoing thing. And I knew that I started out also in that way with my oldest, where it was like, oh, that attitude is prayer to Roger you spoil the child. But then as I started realizing that, wait a minute, he's an individual and a person that's built with a brain have a conversation mm-hmm. and i started that and i learned because if we listen to our children and our adolescents and be willing to truly listen to them we'll learn mm-hmm. very but important
1: we what we don't we don't uh, we still have that attitude of um Children must be seen, but not heard. Not heard. Um, if you, if, 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 a child is trying to speak up, you send that. You said that you send them, not really send them away. But you, we, we hear things like a manya ton, a womanya um, gosidong that kind of thing so we don't have that conversation and it is something that um that we need to work on to use words to have that conversation with their with, with, with our children as 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 marva says they they have a brain and and you'll be so surprised um that they, they that they that they have their own that they have wonderful ideas that they ha- that they have problem solving skills that you can help them to develop And so, therefore, you don't want to be hitting. And also, what is very important, because number one, we're looking on the list, is never hit a young person. In fact, never hit anyone. Why do we think that we must hit? And number two is model for them how to think. Model for your child how to think. And and, and, and Martha said it. You cannot be saying to your child, do this. God is so, be this, and you are actually doing the opposite. And we see that happen so much, so much, so many times. Me are the adult here, so you listen to me, I tell you, you know, if I do what me, I do. But it, it, it doesn't work like that.
2: Yeah. You know, like you said, especially when you go, because I said so, which is like, I will fall back when a young person asks you why. But a says so. hmm Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't work. And I'm it looking doesn't. it doesn't no, it doesn't work. Um Island girl is saying Marva with these kids of today that is very hard and she's talking about um being patient um with 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 with, 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 with the with the with the children, quote unquote children of today. Um Island girl is say what name patience <laughs> <laughs> But you
2: know what? Then you ask yourself what's the basis of my impatience? Mm -hmm. What is the, is it the child or is it the situation that you find yourself in parenting that child? Mm -hmm. When you start to isolate, what is the cause of your impatience? Then you really have to step back because I remember like, okay, when my mom migrated to the U S and left us in Jamaica, I remember when she came back to visit, even before she returned, she wrote to my grandmother and told them, not anyone is to put their finger on my children because she recognized that poverty and the circumstances of poverty was what was really driving her discipline. And once she was able to isolate that, then yeah, it was a totally different environment we, we were in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I say, when we say pay, oftentimes, if you think about it, I was listening to, I was one of someone on the Jamaica Radio Station on CBN, and she was saying that she has never laid a finger on her ch- child from she was born. She always spoke to her. hmm Now, if you're poor and you're tired and you come coming home from a long day, whether you're working fast food or you're working um retail any area and you come in you're tired so if your child asked you something or did not do something you're going to react mm-hmm. out of your frustration mm-hmm. and your tiredness not necessarily what the child is but the context of what you're feeling and experiencing when you That
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is so that is so absolutely true that is so true. So you react um, not because, yes. as you said, not because of what the child did, but because of your frustration. And 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 here in Jamaica, with 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 so many um, single parent, especially female that heads the household, it can be very stressful for her um, to come home after long days at work. Um, and to have a teen, or we call them pre-adolescent and adolescent, um, not do something. It could be a chore that was supposed to have been done. And the plate, them still pack up in the sink. The house look like a um, storm passed through. And you open that door and see all of this. Uh, boy, let me tell you, when frustration, tiredness... Yes. You're going to lose it. So you're going to have no patience left whatsoever. You're just going to lose it.
2: Yeah. And, and it, you're not even going to ask. And even if you ask, and think about it, oftentimes you don't even ask. It's like your instant reaction, look what I'm up here. It's dark You're not going to ask, oh, and maybe the child has a good reason. They may have had some homework they were doing or something. But we're not at that point. We, we don't want conversation. You know, mm-hmm. to say, like, "Oh, my please do where do but I there? want mm-hmm. And that's that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, let us let us go back to looking at um, modeling, modeling um, a little bit, um, Marva, before we move on to the to the to the to the next um, tip. Mm-hmm. Modeling for your child, and modeling comes is a, is, is 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 huge. It is not something that we want to just jump over, and why no. I say it is it is huge um, and it's a topic that we could go delve into to deeper um because children, babies, infants because we're looking at we well, let us backtrack to infancy, they can't speak, but they can see, so they start to observe, they start mm-hmm. by observing. They can't relate to you in terms of words, but they can observe. And observation in terms of our development as human beings is, is, is key to our development. What we see, our perception. And so therefore, you see your mother doing a particular thing. And I can remember when when my my daughter, she probably was about three, and she looked at me and she says, Mommy, um, I need some lip gloss because because girls wear lip gloss when they're going out. And I don't even think she didn't reach four. And so because she sees the women around her putting on lip gloss or putting on makeup, that is what she does. And that is what she sees. That is, that, 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 that is her perception of some of the things that makes a woman her makeup, the way she dresses, the way she puts on her perfume, the way she relates, the way she cooks, the way she goes out with her, even, even how, how you, you, you have a conversation with your spouse. How you have a conversation with persons around you, they observe all of that. And they're either going to reject it or bring some amount of normalcy to it. And I, I'm not sure how many individuals reject, but I think a lot of us bring some form of normalcy to a particular kind of behavior. Uh, Mara, can you expound on that? It-
2: yeah. Okay. You said like I said, children live what they what learn. they learn. Mm-hmm. And you make such a good point. So much of what a child acquires is from our, their observance of our nonverbal behavior. And think about it. Like okay, as something as simple as you notice that your mom is the one, maybe the one that's cooking, mm-hmm. and they always make make like breakfasts and things like that. As you grow up in that household, that becomes your expectation that you want a good meal, you want your home a certain way. I bring that a little further. How a man is in the household, our couples are, and I'll use, like I've heard my daughter say oftentimes, that she will not settle for any man just because she needs to have a man, because she was raised in a household with a father that Mm -hmm. was very active, loving, was very involved with them. So that's what she saw model as the male that she would want Mm -hmm. to aspire to be. I saw in my mom, my mom modeled hard work, education. That was the big thing. That's what I aspired to. Mm -hmm. And then within my own home, my children see that this is what we put most like, family time, eating, was a big thing for us, meal time, because at meal time you're relaxed and you could have those conversations. So you model for your child, or you, you engage in the behavior purposefully the behavior that you want to see in your child, you do it in yourself. Mhm yeah, and that means making some conscious decisions, like, okay, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm going to come straight home from work and I'm going to be home with my child. So that always is so important. Okay, because I didn't want my children to engage in certain behavior, like using certain languages and so forth, I made sure the only movies we saw that came into our household was G-rated. When we went to the movie theater with them, it was Disney. I remember laughing to my husband the first time we went to a movie without them. And it was at like PG. We we're like, <laughs> we haven't done this in years. Because, again, we had to make that conscious choice. What were we bringing into our home? What were we going to show our children? And that's like, you know, the kids have a song now. They always say, walk it like you talk it. Mm-hmm. And they and they'll be the first adolescents are the first to call out your hypocrisy.
1: Better believe it. Mm-hmm. Better you know, believe
2: it. I work in a high school, and they will tell you they'll come and say, "Miss Marvel, she saying so and so," that teacher, please. Mhm. So it's important, and it's 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 a responsibility. And I often say, children, they're not asked to be here. We made those conscious
0: choice,
2: mm-hmm. and so you have to make that conscious choice in how you behave, the things you say, and that's why I always say, "Don't hit," but you're hitting them. not me. Pow, pow.
1: Yeah, what are you yeah. Them? Don't go to school. go Why? 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 You hit the child. Why are you behaving like that at school? And and, yeah. and, and you and you and you you, you, you see the, 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 the parents and how they react in terms of conflicts and they are cuss out and what about yes. cross the we? My goodness, how do you think that the children is gonna to go to school and say, Don't touch me? No, they're not going to do that. They're going a fling oh. lick. Hold that thought. It is now a minute after 10 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we continue this conversation inside Singles Live. 10 tips. Parenting 101. Parenting Tip for pre-adolescent and adolescent children: So far, we're saying never hit a young person, which is number one on our list, and model for your children. Yes, number one, never hit. Never hit. Not, not too hard. Not too hard. Hit. No, never hit. You don't have to. If you grow your child in the right and proper way, you never have to.
0: Lightly.
1: Yes, never have to, and model Lightly. for your child. Model. Model, be that which you want them to be. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, the conversation continues right here on The Nation School List. West, West Coast, cool 97 FM is in your ear on 97.1 FM. Westmoreland, keep that cool vibe. Don't touch that dial. Singles Live on The Nation School at School 97FM. Marva, are you still there with us? Yes, I am. All righty then. So let's continue, but let me just turn my attention to Fresh Fluffy Diva. Um, And she says, some of us want the children but not the parenting duties. Um, I never beat my children and my oldest is 30. And she says, my mom never beat me. For me, I must say, I can't remember my mother um, ever catching... <laughs> I can't. No, dread. let me tell you something. I cannot remember my mom ever catching me to beat me. I always... She always threatened, and she always threatened to not have you go somewhere to maybe a, a, a Christmas something or something that she know you really like. Yes. As a as a as an adolescent. Um or tell her that you're not going to get to go to the hairdresser. My father, however, gave me about I'm I'm gonna say about three or four good beaten before I became an adolescent. I think the last beating my father um laid on me was when I was about ten years old. After that Nothing ever happened. And I can remember the three times my father beat me. And I'll tell you, one, I went to church one Sunday and I don't know what was happening in church. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what they expected of me. I think I could not have been more than about five. And my, my god sisters took me home and I was still crying outside in the yard. And I tore up. <laughs> I I popped out portions of my hair and I tore off my dress because one of those sister dress frill frill and I tore that off okay beaten number one all right years later the next round of me be- <laughs> I have to tell to everybody the story the years. this is years later this happened when I was about four or five then now the next beating came when i was in all-age school i think about grade five i would have been about nine at that time right andre my god sister again went to foreign and carry back one whole book and pencil me talk fast okay, one whole book and pencil for me and i pack up my bag and i carry them go school and i had a sale <laughs> <laughs> yes dre me go to school go sell book and pencil <laughs> My father came. My mom, when I got home, said, Ann, where is the stuff?" And I told her that I saw them at school. I showed her the money, and she said, "Tomorrow morning, you are go back for all of the things them and give out the people them their money. No. And when your father come, you're may go make him give a <laughs> <laughs> that, like, Dre, let me tell you please something, please. Dre. And we're going to go back into the conversation. Mr. Marvel, listeners, me go on my bed from six o'clock because yeah. my father come home at <laughs> <my sister laughs> and cover up underneath the sheet and I go and me asleep. <laughs> I this being I'm a father, I'm a mother, dead with him. And I say No, they're going to beat me tonight because that's out of order, this and this, nothing happening at them house. And how if you mm. take the book and pencil and things and go school, go. Sell mm. and let me tell you that man take me out That man take me out of the bed, <laughs> of the bed tray and give me a beating <laughs> beating number three, the last time my father laid his hands on me people. I was at home one day, and I don't think I should have been beaten for this. Them, leave me with my sister, them. We decided so we were going to cook nutty pot. <laughs> and the fire get where, <laughs> And so, yeah, once again, he got home. My 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 youngest sister, who celebrated her birthday yesterday, um, bottle rolled into the fire, got burnt up. My sister that followed me said, no man, I undo it. I she do it. That See the buckle over oh, there, At such over oh, there, she sure did not impact them. And father beat Anne. Mm-hmm. and Dre Those were the only mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. my father laid his hands on me. My mother couldn't mm-hmm. catch her She was always lippy. She's always she talks a lot.
0: Yeah, but the no beating,
1: happened. no, sir. The beating never Be happened.
0: Daddy.
1: Yes, daddy. <laughs> daddy, and uh, so. For me now, I do not. I have a a conversation with my daughter, which has worked so far, so good. Um, And so I have never, Mm. never Mm. laid a hand on my baby girl. No way, Jose, nor my nieces. We don't. We don't. None of us. My siblings and I, we don't beat our children. So um, that is my experience.
0: Well, I mean, like
1: that again, you know. <laughs> Me in beaten. <laughs> I don't think my um, my sisters, especially the last one, she was never she never she was never physically um, beaten. No, no. And supposed to know better, so and get the beaten. All right, that's the story of my life. Moving along. Reserve judgment. Reserve judgment. Expound on that for us.
2: Okay. Um, When you say reserve judgment, listen without engaging in a judgment lecture. And I can speak to that personally because I like to lecture, it seems. And my kids, because I've always encouraged us to have conversations, they would point that out to me. And you can see it in their face. They don't want to lecture. They know what they did. And my daughter especially would always point out that I was judgmental. Mm-hmm. You hear so that a lot. Instead of listening, you already already formulate, you know, I know she, what they did is wrong, so I'm not even going to listen. And you have your past phrase of what, you know, you mean you couldn't have done better or things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to be not judgmental about their behavior because, again, it goes back to that communication and giving them that space to tell you. And I'm going to be very transparent. I, it took me a while to um, not engage with the corporal punishment. It did. And I remember my my youngest, He the report card came, and like I said, education for me was like top. And he, I looked at the report card when I picked him up from school and we are in the Colorado line. He was in middle school. Hmm. And there were like some Fs. And I looked at him and I was like, I was, I was like, what is... And I started the whole thing, lecture and carrying on. And he looked at me and he said, do you think I enjoy getting Fs? That was one of the most convicting words anyone has said to me. I pulled over the car and started crying. I was ashamed of the fact that I was there I was ready to lay it into him about, you're lazy, you're not doing this, da da da, all of that. Instead of waiting and asking, I have a conversation about the grave. Mm-hmm. But immediately, I pronounced judgment that, you're lazy, you're not doing your will and work. And the litany. Mm-hmm. Of reason why, and from that day I learned. When he said, "Do you think I really enjoy getting F?" and I'm like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah." Because a lot of us, as 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 parents, um, we we not only pass judgment, but we um, we jump to conclusion and we don't look at any other factors that could contribute to, to the child not um, getting good grades. Um, the ch- a particular behavior, um, and I would right. say negative behavior um, in a child. We tend to say, boy, you have n- here we know, this is how we operate. You know, have nothing to bother you. <laughs> um I, I, you know I not nobody you have to do I, I go to school and go do your school work you, you're not paying no rent you're not you're not even have to think about food and yeah. it could be a, it could be a myriad of things why a child is not performing um and getting a's and b's in a particular area it could be that the child has um learning disability the child yeah. have i Problems. It could be that the child is not relating to the tutor. It could be that the child is not in a comfortable environment. It could be that the child just cannot relate to the subject and need help. And need help. But we just jump to conclusion and we always say, lazy, and that that, that is the only thing that them have to do. And they don't even think that children, too, can suffer from depression anxiety and you have some really bright children who are actually in the classroom situation they answer the questions they participate in class and they do very well but when it comes to exams
0: yeah.
1: because yeah. of anxiety they don't do very well and they may end up with the F's and the D's ex- mm-hmm.
2: exam phobia is real yes it is that it's real hmm You know, one of the things we have to learn to do is to apologize. When you part of reserving your judgment and not engaging in your lecture is to apologize when you realize that you're wrong. You know, kind of apply, seek first to understand before demanding to be understood. hmm So try to understand, like you said, what is the reason that's contributing to your child's behavior? And so that kind of leads into, like, the number four one about having those daily learning discussions with your child. Like, what we did, like I knew with my family and my young why dinner was so important. Dinner time was when we had these conversations. How was your day? And specific, you know, asking them exactly, what did you do well today? What were some of the things that you were proud of? Hmm. You know, did, did you learn anything new today? What things should we talk about to celebrate? Or what are the, some of the things that we need them you may have concerns about? So this went on at the dinner table. And I say that, you know what, you don't have to have money. One of the things I know for my mom that was very preserved reserved, and protective was sitting at the table at dinner time. Even when we live in a tenement yard in Jamaica, dinner time was important around that table. We sat. Nobody balancing no plate on their lap, nothing like that. You came to the dinner table. Again, that modeling. And my mom modeling that for us, we all did it, do it.
1: And that is something that rarely happens. Um, It takes conscious efforts because, as I say, you have lot of a household um, headed by um, single mothers and then or you have a household which mother and father is working so hard that they don't ha- find time to sit down to have a meal but it is something once you have decided that you're going to become a parent it is something that you may not have a meal but sit down and have a conversation okay. sit and down I and mean, acknowledge the child when you go for me and I can only speak of me whenever I go th- whenever I leave the house I let my, my, my daughter know I shall return right and when I go home I don't walk past her I don't walk even if I have my bag or whatever over my shoulder I I, I acknowledge her and mm-hmm. once I put down my bag, I may not be have based on the time that I have. I may not be dinner time. would have been long gone. I have a conversation with her. What did you do? Or better yet, I may, may be here and call her. What are you doing? What did you do? How yeah. was school today? Um, Have a conversation. Yeah. S-
0: so
1: acknowledge. Cool. The word is acknowledge your adolescence. Let them know. Yeah. Let them know that hey, you are important to me. I see you have a go in their room. You come from work late, no matter how much o'clock a at night, go in them room, sit down, even if it's for two minutes, yeah, and have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, man, just so leave them up. I think that is it with us. Um, we'll we leave our children to strangers and um, yeah. social media, we don't have that conversation. We don't have that sit-down time, and as I said, we're so we have become so busy as as, as 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 human beings that we don't have that sit down and have dinner. Or better yet, if you don't have the sit down and have dinner during the week, you can have a family day whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday where you said this is the day that family mm-hmm. will sit down and have dinner and have a conversation. But during the course of the week, just just
2: check in, check in. And you know what we did, too? And as you were saying, with my kids, one of the things we did, we walked in the morning. We used to get up in the morning and we would walk. So that meant that I had to sacrifice three times and make sure that I was up. So we would walk together, my husband and I and all of our children, and we would walk around in the neighborhood, walk, and then we would come back and they would kind of process out our conversation before everybody then would go up to what they needed to do to get ready to leave the house mm-hmm. let me let
1: me let me look at um, what our friends joining us um are saying um, and we go back to the apology. Fresh Fafidiva says some of us are afraid to apologize; we think it makes us inferior. And then moving on down, um, Iron Girl is saying family time really don't exist in Jamaica. Not at
0: all.
1: Yeah. So you see those two things? We are afraid of apology. We don't want to apologize and family time don't exist in Jamaica. This is that this is that is why we're where where we're at now. This is where we're at. And I think
2: w- even worldwide. Mm-hmm. And it's not now, I remember okay, with my children, because, like I said, it was very important. My husband had his has his own business, so oftentimes he was late in coming home, but I would tell him, "Listen, I am holding dinner, I need you here now because no. my mother used to say money in a rich picnic mm-hmm. hmm. that was the word my mom, and I always resonate in my mind, and like I tell people, I wear like a bag of honor me growing up in central Kingston in a tenement yard because that didn't stop that family time Mm -hmm. because my mom always said listen you may grow in the ghetto but you're not a ghetto child Mm -hmm. and that is very important and I'm very proud I brought my children back to Jamaica frequently when they would go, and I will bring them right to that yard on Wildman Street and say, this is where your mommy grew up until she was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Because that is important. And I understand, you know, what Island Girl is saying about um, family time. But that any time is family time. Like mm-hmm. Ann said, when you come in in the morning... When I found myself as a single mom between my marriages, and I had two kids, and I was working on a master's degree and doing everything, I had to snatch those special times, mm-hmm. that quality time, the conversation. any time in between when I got home, I remember having to do placement. I had to transport children to foster care. And you know what i did i went and i made sure i got my child no matter what time i was done he knew his mommy was going to be coming through grandma door to get him to go home
0: mm-hmm.
2: because again the value i placed in him mm-hmm. and all my kids and you know when I, when we go back to the about the learning and having that discussion one thing we're very great at as we go is criticizing adolescents because we forget that we were there one time so we criticize everything so we don't allow for mistakes and for growth mm-hmm. so it's very important and you know and like i said for me it's about the quality not so much the quantity of that time together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So let's move on.
2: Yes. Moni- and um, go
1: ahead. Next one. Moni- mm. Are we at monitoring your 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 language? Yes. Oh, yes.
2: That is so important. I oftentimes I have to meet with parents. And they don't realise what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm reading to them about a the child getting you a suspension or things like that. The words that come out, I'm tired are you? I'm mm-hmm. so tired. What woman for do with you. Think about the damage just done and doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Me can't bother with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you hear that a lot. Me can't bother with you. Um.
2: Yeah. I don't have time for this. This is your fault. You're a brat. Hmm. So certain words we want to eliminate from our vocabulary. Boy, Marvel?
1: What you're saying is nice. I've heard some words here <laughs> with, is I in, know. The, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Ooh, yes. Yeah, and then. The other thing, like your father. Yes, Mm. workless pooper. X, Y, Z, like your father. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, which goes back with that context. Why are you hitting the child? Why are you behaving like this? What is the context of your behavior? Mm Mm-hmm. Stop with the man in the mirror.
1: Why are you behaving like that? You, yeah. the parent, not the child. You, know the parent. Why are you reacting so negatively? Yeah. What it is that this teenager is doing that triggers such behavior in you? Yeah. Yeah. But you can't say that? Is it
2: your trauma.
1: Yes. Yes. It's,
2: uh, projected.
1: And then you'll hear parents with this kind of be- um, treatment say, "The reason why I am beating you." the reason why I Mm. am doing this is because Mm -hmm. I don't want Mm -hmm. what happened to me happen to you.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: So therefore I am now doing this but what you're doing is not preventing the child from becoming you because you're still behaving in an old way that did not work.
2: So... That is... True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had even last week, I had a case that um my resource officer came to me like, hey, Ms. Mom, I need you to intervene. And when I spoke to the parents, exactly what you said, Anne, is what she said. I didn't want, I don't want her to do what I did
0: mm-hmm.
2: at her age and then end up as a teen mom. That's why I've hit her. That's why I reacted that way. Mm
0: hmm. Mhm. <laughs> First, Puffy Diva is so right.
1: Let me just read this. What, what, what our friends yeah. are saying. She says, "First, Puffy yes. Diva is so right. Some of these parents want more lick than." <laughs> 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 oh dear, poor some of these parents. They cannot give what they did not get. Some of these parents, they don't know. And that is why we're having this conversation. And that is why we're having um, this Parenting 101. And I'm hoping, and every week I come with a show, I'm hoping that at least one single individual, because we know we have a lot of um, learned persons who listen to Cool 97. So I'm hoping that somebody who has never listened to the station for some reason changing channels and or changing radio dials and come across this conversation and say boy i need to work on my parenting skills because remember our children you know they don't they don't come to us with a manual we project Uh we project everything that our parents taught us on them them. Mm mm-hmm and if we don't self analyze and say, boy, when my mother did that, do you know? When when my mother leave me with my sister, them, you and tell me, say, there, me must there, watch there my sister, them, put that responsibility on me, and me and them go make up dirty path outside, and then now them <laughs> come beat me. Some no, I, I, I would never dare put that responsibility on a child, much less to go beat a child for being a child. No. Yeah. So therefore you learn and I said no I can would never do that to my child mm-hmm. but not everyone is like that but we are saying to you that t- in today's society in today's society there is so so much that you can learn and therefore make the necessary changes to become a better parent you're not going to be perfect but at least to become a, a better, better parent yeah. a better version of what your parents were not worse because we seem to be you no, know, how care how bright we are in terms of our degrees and our masters and our doctorate it's almost like we're going downhill when it boils when down it to our parents par- yeah, yeah. when it comes to parenting when it comes to setting mm. examples when it comes to instilling values in our children, it seems it seems as if we're doing worse than our parents before us. It's yeah, just that maybe them they beat more. more selfish but things. they had more standards and they had more boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's just that they were using corporal punishment <laughs> and never really no. know how to express themselves. You understand me, Dre? But at least we know that this was it. Your father and your mother, says so, or your father, says so, and you followed the boundaries that were set. Now it's like everything, everything goes. Mm-hmm. Can you give your child a free reign? And so, therefore, all the influences are raining From down. Over, yeah. From all over, is raining down on the child.
2: Yeah? But, but to qualify that, all right, think about it. You know, I was thinking what you're saying about, you know, you followed your parents and the boundaries, but you were not encouraged to be thinkers. So, think, so mm-hmm. now you have people who are not encouraged to be thinkers and to have intact self-esteem and to love who they are, are now parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they didn't acquire the skills then, because if you were in a house where you were not encouraged, to be independent thinker just to fall in line just to not explore and you say to you and not having the opportunity to say, I'm not gonna do that to my child.
0: hmm
2: hmm Because again not having the luxury to develop your thinking skill.
1: Hold that thought we're gonna go to another break. Um and let me read what first Fafidiva is saying. And she says, AJ, maybe some turn parents for the wrong reason and neglect the love and care and attention the children needs and deserve. And that is so true. We're going to go to the break. We're going to be continuing (laughs) this conversation when we come back. Singles live on The Nation School at School 97FM. And this talk segment is brought to you by Evergrow Garden Centre. When you want it to grow, call the pro. They are the experts and they're located at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. Let them help you master your home gardening skills and nurture beautiful, healthy plants. It's the perfect way to de-stress while you mold that gift off the green thumb and encourage the love of nature in your family. Going back into the conversation, uh, Marva. Yes. Right. So let's let's continue um, with 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 our conversation. Um, oh. mm-hmm. Right.
2: Investigate with kindness. Invest.
1: Yes. Investigate with kindness. That's where we're at. Um, and as we were saying, we really and truly, we, we always say, hit first and ask yeah, questions yeah, ask later. After, yeah. Ask questions later. That's 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 punish first or well, yeah, punish first and ask yeah. questions later.
2: Um, so let's let's move along. Okay. So it's like asking them, not know, why do you feel the way you do? Is this really true? Certain certain questions, the way you ask when you're. Trying to investigate what went down. Why? Why? Why were they suspended? Why? What's going on with them at home? Why did you break that cup? Things like that. And because one of the things I've learned, and I try to share with parents, the lived experience of our current adolescents and teenagers are different from ours.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's totally different on a campus, a high school campus the things they have to navigate Mm -hmm. and negotiate. So if you have not encouraged your child to be an independent thinker, to engage in conversation, building up their social-emotional and their language skills, then they can easily be influenced then. Easily, yeah. And you have to create for them that safe haven that reassure them that they are valued and you'll always be there for them so that they can come to you and share what has happened. Mm-hmm. Again, if they think that you're going to criticize them, they won't. But if they know that you've set that tone that, you know what, mom or dad is going to listen to me, they may not agree, I may get my butt whooped, or I may get consequence, I may not be able to go out to the mall or do you know watch certain programs but I know that I can come and tell them. So Mm -hmm. investigate with kindness. Number seven repeat that some conflict may be inevitable. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They are human beings with minds of their own. So again it goes back to that communication the boundaries you set talk and negotiate solutions when there's a disagreement you, it goes back to apology, if you're willing to be a person who's going to be the adult in the relationship mean you're going to model how to apologize and how to listen and so yes when you have conflict Yes, you should negotiate with your child. Don't say, oh, you're the child. I'm the adult, not up in here. Because you're modeling again for the child how to work through conflict. Having that conversation. Giving them words and verbal skills that they need. So you say, okay, I don't like what you're wearing. That doesn't look right. Then you say, "Why do you think you need to wear that mm-hmm. outfit? What do you, what what do you need that you think that where that outfit is going to give you? Be it boy or girl. Okay, you want to go to that party. Why do you want to go to? Tell me why you want to go to that party. What's at that party that you need to be a part of? Again, because you are also giving your child the ability to think about, wait, really, well, truly, why am I going there? So they know clear cut why they're going. Either they got a boy over there they want to see, or a girl, or they just want to be with their friends, or that's the happening place. But you get them to start thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, and you solve it, listen to them. Engage in those conversations. Accept that your child is a human being. With every relationship, you're going to have disagreement agreement with your child. hmm
1: Okay. And then we have don't take bad behavior personally. Boy. <laughs> yes. Don't take... They pick me, so you hear, you hear parents, boy, the child disappoint me. They picking me shame me like dog. <laughs> <laughs> me, me say, they pick me Feel shame me. feel shame, 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 shame. Me say, and, me, me sh- and shame, shame, me shame. Do you ever hear that, Joy? No, sir. Dre? Never. Anyway, you know the road now, Perry.
0: What do you mean? I mean, yeah, it's true. I've never heard but it. But it's true, Dre. But you ask me if I've heard it. I've never heard
1: it. So maybe you hear it in different ways. No. Yeah. I'm so, okay, I you hear this. I'm, so yeah. yeah. I'm so disappointed.
2: I'm so disappointed in you. Mm hmm. W- you're killing me. Your behavior killing me. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this to me? And I listened and I said, the picnic has stressed you me out. What they're doing to themselves. Yeah. Exactly, but and
0: how, they
1: personalize it. Yeah, but how do you not take bad behavior personally? Because sometimes you, you, when you are you are a parent and you feel that you have done everything that you can, mm-hmm. right? And you have given the child or the relationship with your child the best shot. You do everything because you want the child to be the best person. And the child goes stage left. You go feel disappointment. You go feel bit up to betrayal. You go feel. How do you not allow yourself to feel that way?
2: Because it's you. You notice what you're saying? It's you, not how the child feels. It's like with me when I was taking on my son getting the F as if it's I was getting the F. And when he stopped me, he just said, do you think I like getting an F? I have to stop to realize it was about me. I was not the him. It was about me and my need. My need to be the super mom. He always mm-hmm. said everything that you've given this child. Did the child ask you to come into this world? They mm-hmm. owe you nothing. What? It's not a quick product of you know, you do this for me, and I do that for you because I am feeding you. I provide you with a roof over your head, but you should get the good grades from me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and
1: you're right. And 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 you have parents who are living um, their dreams through
2: the child, through the through child, child. and mm-hmm. put
1: so much yeah. expectation um, on the child. Mom-
2: my mom used to say, Blessed are those who don't expect. They won't be disappointed.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. She
2: said that to us all the time. Be it in a personal relationship or she said, Uh uh. And mm-hmm. she always said, I don't. One of the things my mom used to say that a lot of Jamaicans used to think that all oh, them are about them luck and that their kids were like their old age pension. No, they don't owe you nothing. Because they want you to do so, you can work. They can't come take care of me. Uh-uh. Wrong, wrong attitude. Wrong context in your child hmm And again, it goes back to you. Me, me, me. What can you doing to me? And that's when you take it personally. Mm-hmm. Instead, you say to the child, let's talk about how can we make our actions better. You join your child where they are, and add the conversation, and then you move forward.
1: Mhm, mhm. And every with with every tip that we've 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 gone through so far, it's it, it all. They seem to come right back to the conversation, having yes. that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, number nine, because time is uh, yes. almost mm-hmm. up right. on us, and it says. Let your adolescent see you being silly and behaving fun, doing something you love, resting, taking care of yourself, being kind to yourself and others. Yeah.
2: Are you there? Yes. And that's important because if you think about it, again, we are trying to model for them adaptive behavior. So when your child see how you're having fun, nice fun, without having to be drunk or anything like that, you're showing them how to have fun. Also, when you're relaxed, you're more engaging with your children. That is why even, like I said, a weekend away, just 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 a like time in the back together or just in the house. Just stuff, anything that's relaxing. Listen to music together. Show your child and how they can like de escalate how they can enjoy life. Mhm. In a good way. hmm Mhm. So it comes back to that modeling.
1: Modeling. And number 10, recognize how your toxic stress as parents can affect your parenting styles and harm your child. Hmm,
2: big one. Which goes back to, like we said, children, what we, the toxicity that we're bringing, our own trauma. What did we go through? And then our in turn, we turn around and perpetuate it on our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, children are like didn't come with a manual, right? You learn as you go. And then your behavior then becomes a manual for your child. Mm-hmm. How do you want to guide your child towards becoming an adult? Because I truly believe many of what's happening in our society and we know that stems from are we parents, are we interact with each other? What are the things we're doing with our child? And all the violence stems from it comes from the micro within the home, then become meso, the community, and then you look at the macro level.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So you start by building these resilient families,
1: who hmm. then becomes these resilient communities? Yeah um, Before we wrap things up, um, a question that I want to ask. Mm-hmm. And you find that the adolescents and pre-adolescence, there is a lot of um, development, sexual development. Yeah. Um, they now start having sexual urges. How do you have that conversation with your adolescent and your pre adolescents about sex? Because I think we tend to move away or we tend to leave that to to the guidance counselors and the the social workers and the teachers. As parents, we don't have that conversation. I I should not say we don't because some of us do. But the majority of us don't have that conversation um, with our children. How do we start to have the conversation? Because... When you hear all the, the troubles and a parent or parents who say um, the, 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 the daughter run off with dysamania, with, 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 with she gone missing and then find her with man or she quit school, she she's called school for go hang out with man. is that like most of these, when it boils onto to girl, a girl child, when the boys will go in the gang, um, girls tend to be running off with, 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 um, with men. Um, But how do we have a conversation with our with our teens to say, yes, this is it is natural to feel um, a particular way in terms of your sexual urges. But this is how you can deal with it. These are some of the things that you ought to do. As opposed to say, Look, you know, keep no man, bring no man, mm-hmm. come in there, um, go go church, go pray it away, um, sex, afe, afe come out of big people, people. <laughs> no, not that, come out of big people things, Um, <laughs> and you don't have a conversation, we don't have a conversation, we leave it until, as I said, to happens. the guidance counsellors and the teachers, or until it happens,
0: or the until it, it happens, to to right,
1: until it happens, and then no, you ha- you say the child is giving you major problems.
2: I think it's important that parents understand that you are your child's first teacher. Okay, and it goes back to what we've been saying about that communication and that sense of belonging. When you create in your child or, or your, a space in your home for them feeling like that sense of belonging. Then you encourage those conversations because children are curious. And it goes back to, if you think about childhood development, right? What is your reaction the first time you hear that your daughter will make sure her vagina to a boy or your son makes sure is peeing, you know, and then we're talking about as toddlers, right? We overreact and, oh my God, love. And so then we start. <laughs> Setting that tone for them, like, oh God, this is nasty, this is bad, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Rude little picnic. Rude little picnic. Yes. Okay, i talking. Something is wrong with them. Instead of recognizing the different stages mm-hmm. of their development, at that stage, it's about the anus. You know, it's about touching and experiencing your body. And I think a lot of it also ties into our religious indoctrination Mm -hmm. about the body being so horrible and things like that. So what I encourage parents to do, because I have to do that constantly with them, having the conversation that's non-critical, that you're not lecturing, that you understand first as a parent yourself, if if you forget that. Part of human growth is that as you develop breasts, as the boys start to develop semen and start feeling like, okay, they're, you know, they're start having, for a lot of better words, like that hard-ons or whatever. It's part of their growth and having those language. But because we ourselves are ashamed, we don't want to engage in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, again, it goes back to the parents examining what was their trauma, what was their exposure. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage parents, and, yes, we, like you said, we may do the classes on campus, we talk, but they need to know that they can come home and continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because I have had to sit in, like here in the U.S., we start started at fourth grade. You stand on the permission slip and you start to have a conversation. And you do it in a scientific way, using the proper terminology. And then you try to encourage parents that, you know, speak to them, it is not nasty, it is not terrible. Because we think as parents that if I don't talk about it, then they won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is the dream over there, yes and the friends become remember what I said you have to understand the friends have more influence than you in the adolescent life
0: mm-hmm.
2: so if you want to have that influence you need to get to know who their friends are you need to have those conversations you need to be open and allow their friends to come over and visit So you can spy on in your
1: way and listen Mm. to what's going on. Yeah. And you learn a lot when you do that. You learn a lot when you just stay in the distance and you hear the the conversations um, that they're having, um, whether preteen or teens, you you hear that. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, okay, this is what they're thinking. Um, Okay. Mm. So you have an idea in terms of their, their capabilities. And how they resolve conflicts. So by having, you know, by listening in on those um, conversations, you'll realize the the direction your teens are going. Um, So parents do that without engaging. Just listen, and
2: they're not young adults; Mm -hmm. they're adolescents. They're going to make errors. Their processing and their thinking processes being developed. And you are there to help them along.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, there you have it. Time is up on us. And I must say that we could go on and on and on. Especially, we need to come back and do one of these um, Thursday nights and look at the um, topic of um, sex education. Um, Yes, we, we need to look. We need to we need to visit, revisit that in, in, in yeah. depth because that that area is causing a lot a lot of problem um, with our with our with the, in our society, um, and they, they, so we, we need to we need to we need to focus on that. Um, but time is on us. I um, want to say thank you so much. Uh, Marvel for taking time out to join me in this conversation. Want to thank our friends joining us via the World Wide Web, and for those persons who are listening um, via the radio. Remember Singles Live and the conversational part of Singles Live. Um, if you have missed out on anything, you can always catch up on or podcast you could just go to cool97fm.com and look for the singles live logo and there you'll see the podcast and you just listen um, anytime anywhere i want to say thank you also to evergrow garden center when you want it to grow call the pro and you can call them up at 906-9916 or 906-9160 for details remember they have uh, ceramic pots, fertilizers, plants, seedlings, greenhouse structures, and so much more. And remember to like them on their Facebook and Instagram pages at Evergrow Gardens Center. And you can join us next week when we will have another interesting topic and guest for you. So thank you, Marva. and um, Thank you. I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Sing this live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97
0: FM. Cool 97 Radio.